you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Pro Bowl vote is here. An awesome Pro Bowl starts with awesome players, and your vote helps decide who gets a spot on the AFC and NFC roster. Show your love, cast your vote, and make sure your favorite players make it to the 2020 Pro Bowl. Vote today and be entered to win exclusive prizes at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's be your man, MG Marcus Grant, along with the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano, and the Fantasy Viper, Graham Barfield. Uh, one, uh, it's nice to be back after uh, being on the inactive list for uh, yeah, buddy. a year or two. Um, Glad to see you back. Yeah, my, my kid learned to share, namely his stomach flu virus. Nice. So that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's not great. Uh, but also, happy Thanksgiving Eve, fellas. Yeah, you too, man. We are, at this point, less than 24 hours away. What's crazy is that we're less than a month from Christmas. Arguably. Like, yeah. It, yeah, it's the, Thanksgiving is so late this year. It that, is. Because, like, yeah. like, typically, like, I put all my Christmas stuff up, like, Thanksgiving night. And in past years, it's already up. But now it's, you know, the 27th, 28th tomorrow. Yeah. And it's still not up there. So, uh, yeah. And you're starting to see all the Christmas shows on TV now. Yeah. We're, we're officially here. Well, well 
Christmas stuff was already put out in stores in like November. 5th. I know that's crazy. Yeah, because we can't stop consuming in this country. But <laughs> just, exactly. oh, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I think we're gonna put up some decorations this weekend too. It's gonna be great. Yep, yeah. I've seen yep. commercials with you know with luxury cars with ribbons on them. Like yeah, I know. on November first. Yeah, uh, I think the worst was I think it was maybe Home Goods. I don't know if people have home goods all over the place, but now that we have home goods and um, they had, they literally like the day after Halloween, all the Christmas stuff. Oh, home goods is a perfect place for a breeding ground of like just, oh. just oh. mass consumerism. Oh, and the decor. I mean, obviously they're a decor store, so yeah, right. Yeah, they've got to get their everything. Yeah, if, you don't, out. if you don't have home goods where you are, you probably have like a Pier One or something, something like that. It's, yeah, it's pretty yeah. similar. Yeah, think yeah. about it like that. So uh, we got plenty to talk about. There is quite a bit of news to go through. Uh, we'll of course have a Thanksgiving Day preview because we got three games tomorrow. So uh, if you haven't already, you know, start thinking about your lineup decisions because this is the final week of the fantasy regular season in a lot of leagues. I know in some leagues, the playoffs have actually started. I've gotten hit up from friends who are actually already in the playoffs in their leagues. But for a lot of you, uh, the regular season ends this week, so we'll look at some of the Thanksgiving Day games. We'll talk to Jeff Ratcliffe as well, get his thoughts on uh, maybe who the fantasy MVP should be, what we should do with the Rams, and so on and so forth. But before we do any of that, uh, we'll go behind the glass and talk to our faithful producer, senior Edward L. Murphy Esquire. Murph, what's up? Yeah, we're all uh, running around trying to prepare for Thanksgiving and bake and cook stuff, and that got me thinking, is there a dish that you guys, like, Are you, do you guys cook a lot? And if you do, is there, like, a dish where, like, oh, I'm going to knock your socks off with this, like, what's your specialty? Um, well, I've, I've only once cooked a full meal, um, but generally I, I make a pretty good, uh, I, I've refined my sweet potato pie, uh, It's so funny recipe. to say that. This is not what I'm making. Cause like I, well, <laughs> so I took my mom's recipe, which I always loved as a yep. kid and I've sort of, I feel like enhanced upon it by putting a kind of a melted pecan topping on top of it. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Sounds really good. So I, I've done that, but, uh, I will say this, I, um, our, our pal, friend of the show and NFL media superstar, uh, Matt Money Smith, mm-hmm. Uh, a few years ago, gave me his recipe for oh, brining, brining the turkey, the turkey yeah. which, yeah. Uh, you know, I had cooked the turkey before, but when I brined it with his recipe, it just kind of went next level. Oh. Yep. Yeah, you got to brine your turkey. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the but you have to have a big, giant... Oh, I've got a like, giant pan. I got like a bucket. I got like something. a big yeah. five gallon, yeah. you know, pot basically. Yep. I've and been I've been telling everyone you got to start start deep frying the turkey. It's, it's, oh, I've done night, that too. It's night and day. I mean, the difference, like you have the oven roast one. I mean, I'm sure people can cook it the right way where it doesn't taste like sawdust. But you put that thing like outside, especially <laughs> back east, Christmas like in the vacation. peanut oil, mm. and just like smelling it, uh, like as the birds cooking you're out there with, like, oh, it's that's something. I, I load up the bird with apple and lemon, and you put it in that bag, and it like. Cuts the cook time in half, and the bird is just so juicy, man. It's really good. I shouldn't say I've done the deep fried turkey. I've had deep fried turkey, yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. it did kind of change my life. I've had it once, too, and it was amazing. It, uh, it changed I, my life. Yeah, it's very good. And, and uh, wait, before we go any further, we we have to mention that uh, today is the anniversary of Rocky Balboa knocking out of Drago. Oh, that's right. November 27th, 1985. Wait, so is, wait, you that, weren't even born is yet. Is that the day the movie is that the day the movie came out? No. Or is that, that like the that, day the fight happened in the right, film? Right, that that's when the fight happened Got exactly. It. Remember? Right. Yeah. I just remember, I remember Oh, wait, no, no, no. No, no, no. Wait. Maybe it was when it came out because wasn't it didn't he fight him on Christmas? I think it was on Christmas. It was on Christmas, so it must have been when the movie came out. Right. Must have been just, when the movie came out. I yeah. just remember seeing that movie in the theater and like knowing that Apollo Creed. That's right, because Rocky said it's it's Christmas. Yeah. Where is it? It's in Russia. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. Now. Uh, uh. So uh, I had to get that in there. Happy anniversary, Rocky Four. That right? was one of one of the only movies. And now since I moved to California, things have changed because like any good movie, people like stand up and clap. 
in, in, in California. That doesn't happen typically, at least in Connecticut. One of two movies before I moved to California where people actually stood up and clapped when Rocky knocked out Drago. The other, when Emperor Palpatine threw, uh, was thrown down that the- shaft by Darth Vader. <laughs> One of the two. Oh, that's funny. Two of my most memorable kind of, movie-going those are, moments. Those are kind of seminal 80s movies moments, I'll yeah. tell you that. Yep. Uh, all right. Ages me, too, doesn't it, Graham? Uh, just a little bit, yeah, absolutely. Yes, it does. Uh, okay, well, let's get away from that. Uh, let's do some news. Through the news. I will start in Pittsburgh. James Connors says, quote, it'll be a little longer before he's ready to play. He's dealing with that shoulder injury. Um, last week when he didn't play, we all thought, well, hey, this means good things for Jalen Samuels and he's going to get all these touches. And then someone named Kareth White started getting a whole lot of touches. And then Benny Snell kind of slid in there. Uh, I know, Graham, you uh, you have affectionately named him Benny Snail. Because he's not the most fleet of foot person out there. Benny Snell. Um, I mean, so does this mean, Graham, that we're going to see more Benny Snell this week? Do we go with Kareth White? Uh, do we fade Jalen? I don't even know what to do now. No, I just think you completely avoid this backfield. I mean, I know Benny, Benny Snell will be picked up uh, quite a bit this past week. And, and for good reason. I mean, he's obviously coming off a 20-carry game. The Steelers want to try to establish the run with Duck Hodges, yada, yada, yada. But at the same time, this is a bad Steelers team that we've been really trying to to invest in for fantasy all year. And it's just it's just all made us sad. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm avoiding this I would whole say this, here. too. Like, if you put in your waiver claims and, like, you tried to drop Jalen Samuels and you weren't able to drop him, I wouldn't necessarily go out and just cut him unless there's somebody really hot that you want to go out and get, because we don't know what's going to happen here. We just don't. So sit back and wait. Uh, right now, obviously, you have to project Snail as the better fantasy option. Sure. But who the heck knows what's going to happen? Yeah. And uh, with James Conner, would either of you guys be shocked if he didn't play again this season? No. No, Pittsburgh's really. playing I mean, for nothing. And he, well, here's the thing. They're, they're the they're sixth seed yeah, in the Yeah, they're wild still card, in the playoff wild. race, wildly. They're yeah. not going anywhere. I mean, I mean they, they, that old axiom, if the season ended today, yeah. they're a playoff team. They're not good. And Mike Tomlin, for what it's worth, he's never going to lie down. Uh, and I don't think James Conner will either because he's been a warrior this year already. But I, I'm with you. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he's yeah. less than 100% if they don't give him yep. a try. Jalen Samuels was demoted last week. I yep. mean, straight up demoted. Yep. So I, I, for what reason, well, though, I wonder? He can't. He can't run the ball inside the tackles. He's never been that guy. He was never that guy at NC State. He was a he was a, like a Swiss Army knife type player to play fullback, play tight end in NC State. He's never going to be an inside runner in the NFL. I'll tell you, though, man. I mean, he was averaging nearly 16 fantasy points since last year in games where Connor didn't play. Yeah. He was a real asset. Now, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, in Indianapolis, Marlon Mack, they've already said he will not play this week as he continues to deal with the broken hand. It's weird. I feel like the reports on him have sort of alternated between he could be back in a couple weeks. Where there was talk that might he might go on IR with his broken hand. It seems to have fluctuated. But, Fabs, I guess this means Jonathan Williams is the guy there. I mean, we, we thought that with Jordan Wilkins coming back, there'd be a committee. But last yeah. week, it was pretty much all Jonathan Williams. Uh, it looks like he's the guy. He had 29 touches. And that was, and Graham and I talked about this on on, uh, on Monday, was that a lot of us got that wrong because when Jordan Wilkins was taken off the injury report and ahead of Williams on the depth chart, you're looking at, well, a three-headed monster? Is Wilkins going to end up being the guy? Let's sort of sit back and wait and see. And suddenly Wilkins was invisible. Williams got all the love. And now he's got the Titans 
who over the last four weeks have allowed five rushing touchdowns and the fifth most fantasy points to running backs. So, I mean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Williams is in the RB2 conversation this week. Absolutely. I'm absolutely with you on that. I, I screwed up the whole Jordan Wilkins things last week, too. And I, think, I think we all did. Yeah, I think everybody did. So I think it's okay. Uh, because, I, I, I mean, Jonathan Williams was out there on a shocking amount of waiver wires this week in a lot of my leagues, which mm-hmm. is pretty surprising. Uh, but maybe it wasn't because we were all wrong uh, this past week. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not expecting 30 touches again this pa- this this coming week, but uh, he's he's definitely a solid RB2 play. Uh, other running back news, Devontae Freeman got in a full practice on Tuesday as he's dealing with a foot injury. Looks like he is trying to work his way back for the Falcons. They play on Thanksgiving night uh, against the Saints, the final of the three games on Thanksgiving Day. Um, look, Brian Hill, that that obviously didn't work out. Um, the thing about Devontae Freeman is, you know, you, you like the potential. You know that when he's there, he's going to be the workhorse back. But, I mean, Graham, the schedule is sort of up and down, and the Falcons' offense, I mean, Matt Ryan has sort of been a mess the last month or so. I mean, it's nice having him back, but it's hard for me to get optimistic about him right now. Well, the Falcons haven't been able to run the ball all year long, and I think that's just going to be a trend that continues here. I mean, they, they were down, they would get down super, super big uh, in the beginning of the year and just basically neglect the run. And when they have been in positive game scripts, they still haven't ran the ball particularly well. So I'm with you. It, it's very hard to get excited about Devonta Freeman, but the good news is, is he's been getting a ton of check down check down work in the passing game this year which has really bolstered his fantasy value and there's nothing behind him on that depth chart i mean they know brian hill and and these other guys behind him quadri allison Allison, right they're not they're not anything so i think we can at least fully expect freeman to play a big snap share on thursday night we should also know that julio jones has been uh not practicing he did not practice monday or tuesday with a shoulder injury we'll have to see what he does today but that that obviously would be a huge, huge uh, injury news for that game. Uh, no doubt. Uh, Gerald Everett right now, day-to-day with a knee injury. I mean, Faz, we've talked uh, about the Rams offense, and we'll talk about it with Jeff Ratcliffe as well. It has been just a train wreck for a while now, most most of the season. But this is like, this is a great spot. It's the it's a tight end against the well, Cardinals. So, yeah, like, why can't we have nice things? Maybe we can. Maybe Tyler Higby. Maybe Tyler Higby? I mean, if Everett's out, I, dude, I'd, I'd stream Higby if I needed a tight end. Hell, I mean, this is... This has not just been the elite tight ends, okay? T.J. Hawkinson went off against this team, and let's not let's not kid ourselves. He is not an elite fantasy tight Brett end. Brett Ellison had Brett a touchdown. Ellison again. scored a touchdown <laughs> again. Ross Dwelly. I mean, like he is not an elite tight end. So T.J. Hawkinson's only good game this year came against the in Cardinals. week one. Yeah. yeah, in week one. And so, uh, I, I, hell, anybody. So keep tabs on that. Uh, and obviously, that's going to be that's going to be a later game. So I would assume because it's being played in Arizona. So. Um, Keep tabs on on the status of Everett. But if Everett goes into this week as a game time decision or questionable or worse, suddenly Higby's in play in and, all fantasy. And leagues. I'm sure he's out there in a lot of leagues. It is. It Most is a, of them. A 405 Eastern, 105 yeah. Pacific start. So, uh, yeah. So you will have time to kind of make that decision. Yeah. Speaking of the Cardinals, things are going to get even more. Chase confusing. Edmonds expected yeah. to be back against the Rams Wonderful. this week. I mean, <sighs> I'm still Graham. I'm still going with Kenyon Drake. I'm still right. That's what I'm saying. Right. I mean, that's the only guy that you can trust, right? He's still got to be the guy, right? I guess so. I mean, it's David Johnson. I mean, I we have no idea where he's at health wise. It's impossible to know. I just possible to know. I would just like for the Cardinals to say, you know what? He's not right. Let's just sit him down. Let him get healthy. and maybe maybe getting the extra week off with through the bye will help, and, and hopefully it will. But at the same time, we have no idea where DJ's health is at. You cannot play him this weekend. And I'm with you. I think Kenyon Drake really is the only option here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I know that 
Cliff Kingsbury has said they want to get all three backs into the rotation. They want to get them all some work. It just doesn't really seem to make sense when you have one guy who's been productive for you, who's looked good. Um, why try to force feed the there's, other guys just because? There's a real chance DJ is their number three back this weekend. I very, wouldn't be surprised. Very real chance that, that Drake and he's my, he's my sit of the week at running back. I yeah. can't trust him. And, and there's going to come a point like if, if he doesn't really play many snaps or get many touches this week, there will come a time where he's going to end up getting cut in fantasy leagues because you can't hold on to a guy who's worthless during the fantasy playoffs. You just can't do it. If he's third on the depth chart right now, what are you holding on to him for? Just name? Pretty much. Right? Pretty much, yeah. yeah that's that's it. it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, the good news is, is I, I mean, we're, as we all know, fantasy football is a war of attrition, and everybody's RB2 spot is pretty, pretty bad if you're at this point right now. So if you did lose DJ... It's not the end of the world. Yeah, you're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone because everybody else's RB2 spot is, is pretty bad right now. Pretty bad. Uh, a quarterback change in Cincinnati. I guess another quarterback change in Cincinnati. The Bengals have decided they've seen enough of Ryan Finley. They're going to go back to Andy Dalton in week 13. I mean, look, on its face, this just feels like a rookie head coach who does not want to go winless in his first year. So they're going to go back to the veteran that at least gives them a chance to win football games. Um, because... You know, this season is shot for the Bengals. This just feels like Zach Taylor like just needs to get a win is what this is. But for fantasy, this seems like good news, right? I mean, it's good news for Tyler Boyd. It's good news for Joe Mixon. Is it good news for A.J. Green? I don't think A.J. Green's coming back. Yeah, that ship is shale. I mean, By the like, way, I don't know that it's good news for Joe Mixon. He averaged more points with Finley under center than he oh, did they couldn't throw Dal the ball. T 10 points a game with Dalton under center, 14.1 with Finley. Yeah. And he had... 17 plus three times. I, I think it, it helps both of them just because the scoring opportunity should be back up. Tyler Boyd always averaging over 10 targets per game with Dalton in the lineup. And, you know, I think a little bit of Joe Mixon's bad production in those games was just the fact they were getting destroyed in some of them. I mean, they right. just had no chance at, at establishing any sort of the run in the Bengals offensive line did a really poor job in the uh, beginning of the season. They picked it up a little bit. Uh, I think, I mean, could, could, could this be called the trap just, game for the Jets? <laughs> I'm just, yeah, <laughs> actually, I actually kind of like that. Maybe, game. right. I, I mean, like, like coming off of like a huge win at home against the Raiders who got caught up in a trap game against the Jets. Now the Jets are going to play the Bengals. Be, the Jets are, you know, you know, it would they, be very Jetsy to lose right? this game. Yeah, I I'm mean, just, right? exactly. I'm just laughing because Dalton got benched on his birthday. Yep. And now it's kind of like a belated weird birthday present where he's like going to get another chance happy, to maybe show that he can get a job happy, somewhere. Happy Thanksgiving. Here's, yeah. a, here's a chance to play again. There's yeah. a good chance Andy Dalton will be the quarterback of the Bengals next year. I don't oh, expect easy, that to be the case. Yeah. Uh, yeah, by the way, in this, this A.J. It'll Green thing. Joe Burrow. Bears. Oh, might be Joe Burrow. That'd be interesting. Be That'd be interesting. Um, by the way, you, you mentioned A.J. Green, too. I saw a story that he is considered day-to-day, -day and I'm like, aren't we all? Why are we Why are we playing this game? You're not day-to-day -day when you haven't practiced like, at all, basically, like, all year or played in a game. Like, why are we doing this charade right now? I don't really understand it, but fine. If that's if that's what makes you happy, telling us he's day-to-day, -day, then, then so be it. Uh, last bit of news. The Jaguars say they are sticking with Nick Foles as their starting quarterback. They've lost a couple of games, and, and it's really kind of been not great since he's come back. Although, I don't know that it's completely on Foles. It's last week, their defense was awful last week. Right. I mean, Derrick I mean, Henry crushed them. They got run over by Derrick Henry. Um, you know, like, look, I know the offense wasn't particularly great against the Titans, but the week before, I mean, I thought Foles threw the ball pretty well. Okay, but here, here's the true test. Show of hands here. Eddie, you're included. If you need a quarterback this week, they're playing the Bucks. How many of us are starting Nick Foles? 
I would consider it. I would definitely consider it. Yeah, I'd absolutely yeah. consider it. All four of us raise the hands. I know this is this is audio. L- so luckily, I have like Lamar Jackson and uh, Dak Prescott. Oh, a bunch excuse of leads, me. So I mean, I'm just look, gonna say, excuse me, for, first world fantasy. I don't, know, of, I don't have to worry about this. For those of us, you know, who are like sitting on a Matt Ryan who hasn't really right. done much, but, and, like uh, has the Saints, like. Yeah, man, Nick Foles is in the mix this yeah, week. Yeah, for sure. He absolutely is. Yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah. So, no yeah. Uh, if you've got Carson, I, I'd start him over Wentz, I think. Unless Wentz gets his weapons back, then I would think, okay, maybe I'm going to stick with Wentz. But they're, like, sort of on the same tier this week. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. Matt Ryan versus Foles is really interesting now. You got Screw Matt Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> I'm, done, I'm done with him. Yeah. Listen, and, and you know what? It would be 2019 fantasy football season for Ryan to go out and have a monster game against the Saints. Of course it would, when everybody's pretty much given up. La- after last week, everyone loved <laughs> right. him against the Buccaneers, and he was awful and, yeah. and ended up getting benched for Matt Schaub. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I can't do it this week with, with, with Ryan. I can't. I can't. Yeah. And which which means he's going to have 25. Just, of course he will. He will. There you go. There you go. That's pretty much everything you need to know. That was the news. Well, we are joined, as we have been multiple times this season, by our pal Jeff Ratcliffe from Pro Football Focus. Nice enough to step away from his Thanksgiving Day preparations, which probably actually involved looking over stats the same way we are. But uh, he's going to spend a few minutes with us here to talk some fantasy football. Jeff, we appreciate it, man. How you doing today? Very good. Week 13. It's uh, it's always weird when the bye weeks are over. You have all these choices at your disposal, but uh, also fantasy playoffs coming up here. So it's exciting times for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we asked about actually probably a few weeks ago. It was like early in the season. We asked who we are, your vote for the fantasy MVP was. And there were still a few choices at the time. Uh, so now here we are in week 13. Is Lamar Jackson officially our fantasy lord and savior for, for 2019? Or is there some other options out there now? I still think there are two other options that we can include in the conversation. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and Michael Thomas. McCaffrey is almost matchup proof. And I say almost because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for some crazy reason, have been the only team who's figured out how to stop him. Otherwise, it doesn't matter if Carolina is playing good, they're playing bad or anywhere in between. He's an absolute monster. And then Michael Thomas. I don't think I've ever seen a fantasy floor this high of any wide receiver on a consistent basis. Wide receiver, we know there's volatility. You know, that just happens from week to week. But Thomas just keeps going out. And I know we've I, I've talked about him with you guys on some of the previous appearances here. It's unreal. It is absolutely unreal what he is doing. So I don't think it's a slam dunk. But the difference, of course, between McCaffrey, who was what? A top three pick in basically every league. Thomas, who was what? A top 10 pick, top 12 pick in every mm-hmm. league. Is Lamar Jackson was an 11th or 12th round pick. So I think that does tip the scales for him. So um, if you watched that that Monday night game, and I know you did, uh, it's basically just a, sort of a microcosm of the Rams. Like the, from, from 2018 Rams to 2019 Rams, it's, it's a 180. Um, they're playing Arizona this week. And me personally, I can't even put Jared Goff in my top 15 quarterbacks because I am I watch him and he looks awful. Uh, they have so many problems on that offense right now. Are we, are we sort of done? Uh, maybe we should have already been done, but are, are we sort of done trusting any of the Rams' uh, main offensive skill position players? 
I think you can still trust Cooper Cup this week. He's backslid, obviously, over the last, well, three games really here. But it is a matter of the matchup. You know, you look at Arizona, they're giving up 8.3 yards per attempt, 315 and a half net passing yards per game. So even in this matchup here, you know, where you're not confident in Jared Goff, I think you still do roll out Cooper Cup and hope that he rebounds. And and the thing about him out of the slot is I there's absolutely no threat of a Patrick Peterson shadow, even though it's not as intimidating as it once was. If anybody's going to get that shadow, I do think it's going to be Brandon Cooks. So that opens things up even more there uh, for Jared Goff. Um, how worried should we be about Chris Carson? All of a sudden, you know, we see Rashad Penny getting all these carries last week. Now there's talk that Rashad Penny could be back in the mix again this week. I mean, is this is this time to be a little bit worried now? Yeah, for a while there, you kind of locked him in as just an every week RB1, one of the rare workhorse 20 plus touch uh, a game guys. And I don't know if that's going to be the case if he keeps fumbling here. Now, Penny is, is sneaky. So if you picked up Penny this week, my advice was, hey, you're going to pick him up, but you're not going to start him, right? Because we really don't know what is exactly going to happen in that backfield. And a fascinating stat on Rashad Penny. So if you look at his rushing yards, he hasn't cracked 300. He's right under 300 rushing yards for the season. But over half of those yards have come on five runs. He has five runs of 15 plus. We saw the long touchdown against the Eagles. So basically almost all of his (laughs) or, or a good chunk of his yards have come on just those five plays. So I don't know, you know, if there's if there's a lot of juice there just yet, but I did add him in a couple leagues just because if they flip the the script here and they all of a sudden give him more of the carries, we know there's a lot of potential in that offense. The problem, of course, with Penny is historically we've seen it. He loves to reverse the field or try and bounce runs outside, and you can get away with that at San Diego State. You cannot get away with that in the NFL. Yeah, I'm with you, Jeff. I watched a, a bit of Penny's carries last night, actually, and I thought he had the same juice, same athleticism that we liked coming out of college for him. But switching gears a little bit to players we added this past week, is Ryan Tannehill not getting enough love as a streaming play this week? I think he just never gets enough love. You know, even in his time with Miami, he wasn't a slam dunk fantasy option, but there were times where you could certainly use him. I mean, he had a couple 4,000 yard passing seasons and it was right before we've seen this influx of all these quarterbacks who have this great ability to run and Tannehill's sneaky good in that area. Obviously showed it last week. I think you could get away with it. Now I wouldn't get too cute with Tannehill and, and try and stream him over, you know, some of your, your more premium streamer options. But I also don't mind the play. If you're looking forward here and you're in one of those leagues where you can't add during the playoffs or where your quarterback waiver wire is picked over and you were able to land Tannehill, I don't mind rostering two quarterbacks in the fantasy playoffs just in case. If you have the bench spots, if you only have four bench spots, obviously you can't do it. But just in case, because the upside is very real. He's a top 12 fantasy quarterback since week five, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. But He's got that juice and and certainly is a streamer option. Yeah, and he's also got a really good schedule, too, over the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. So uh, Tannehill's a guy that we've been talking about picking up for weeks and weeks, and he's been he's been great. So now this is the biggest question that we're going to to offer you this week, okay? And a lot of what our opinions about you are, are going to come from your answer. <laughs> what is your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? <laughs> oh, man. You know, so... I've championed macaroni and cheese. Oh no, that sounds as, excellent. As, no, as new, yeah, yeah, it's 2019. It's, we, you ch- know, it's chalk, but it's PPR the right chalk. Is, PPR is now yeah. standard, and standard is now non-PPR, and mac, mac and cheese. And is now cheese. The best 
The correct answer is whole cranberry sauce. Come on! Ugh. What? No, I feel like cra- I feel like mac and cheese. I feel like mac and cheese is a pretty solid answer. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's, that's a pretty solid answer. I'm old school, man. Especially you gotta go mashed sauce. potatoes and gravy, and you gotta go green beans, and you gotta go cranberry sauce. Whole cranberry sauce, homemade. Ooh. You're straight out of a Norman Rockwell. <laughs> mac and cheese. That's what my kid eats for lunch, like you know, twice a week. It's delicious. What do I want that for on Thanksgiving? Because it's delicious. It's awesome. I mean, yeah. like, I don't, I don't see the problem with having good food any time of the year. Eddie, you're young. You're going to agree with me. <laughs> I'm mac and cheese all the way. Oh my! <laughs> but yeah, but mac up. and cheese is something you have all the time. You can have it all the time. Cranberry sauce is not something you have all the time. Cranberry sauce is something you make and you leave on the table and no one no, already touches. No, every it's it's wonderful. <laughs> all right, sorry, Jeff. I appreciate I appreciate your opinion. I appreciate your thoughts. I feel like you're spot on with this. You know, that's why we have you on this show. Next time right. you come out to L.A. We'll go out and get mac and cheese someplace. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, hey, Jeff, as always, let folks know where they can find your stuff. Absolutely. Over at PFF.com. Of course, on Twitter and Instagram at Jeff Radcliffe as well. And then on SiriusXM, we're on Monday through Friday, 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern, including Thanksgiving. Oh. So get get your mac and cheese ready with me <laughs> on air in the background there uh, now i'm not listening oh uh, jeff we appreciate it we appreciate uh you having coming on with us uh, pretty much all season long hopefully we'll talk to you again before uh the, the fantasy season is out but have a great thanksgiving and uh and be good man happy holidays you pal too. thank you, you too. thanks guys thanks again to jeff ratcliffe for his time always appreciate him stopping in to give his thoughts on the fantasy football world at large all right Thanksgiving Day preview. We've got a trio of games on Thanksgiving. Of course, you get the two traditional ones. The Lions get a home game. The Cowboys get a home game. Um, and Faz, I know, I'm sure you know the history of this, right? That uh, Yes. How it happened. Basically, like, the league said we should play a game on Thanksgiving. Nobody wanted it. The Cowboys were like, hey, we'll do it. Yep. Um, and then it turned out to be a huge moneymaker. Huge. And so the Cowboys kept doing it. The Lions jumped in shortly thereafter. They were like the two teams that actually volunteered to do it because nobody else wanted to. Yeah, I, I've got it. like a, a very long streak. Uh, ever since I think I'm eight, I've watched every single Cowboys Thanksgiving Day game. Every single, actually, probably every Thanksgiving well, this Day is gonna be a good football one. I'm, game. I'm, I'm really No, it's not. I want really us to lose. For- I want us to lose. <laughs> I, I'm what? So, I'm so, because, I, don't, I don't want what? Jason Garrett to be my coach anymore. You know what the clapper? We went through this. No, I'm done. I'm done. We went through this on Monday. I love the Cowboys. I want to beat. I want to beat the my Bears. Jason Garrett impersonation. I want to beat the Bears and I want to beat the Rams. I want to lose all the rest of the game. Have you ever? Have you ever seen Jason Garrett on the sideline not clapping or just looking like he has no idea what's going on in the game? No. Yeah. No, those are pretty much his two modes. He has two states. Those are his two modes. In bewilderment. I don't want another Marvin Lewis situation. Get him the hell out. Out. And Jerry's finally getting just like fed up with it yeah i actually am waiting for the day that jerry gets so fed up that he just decides he's going to coach the team himself <laughs> whatever that jerry just comes down from the booth snatches the headset off of jason garrett is like you know what <laughs> i'm gonna call the if, we, if, we, <laughs> if, if we lose this game which we will because the bills actually are a decent team uh, if we lose this game like uh, garrett gets canned after uh, thanksgiving i doubt it i don't think so either no. why because here's, here's the thing because like the Eagles are floundering around in the division. Like, this division yeah, it's, is still up for grabs. It's the Cowboys division. I mean, the Eagles... Uh, it, but, but, it's, it's, we, but the division stinks. Yeah. It's, that's it's, why. It's, it's the not Cowboys that we're good. It's uh, not that we're good. I, that's, Jason, why, that's why I don't want it to happen. Jason Garrett is not going anywhere because Jerry Jones needs his... Uh, he needs his guy. He can tell what to no, do. No, dude, listen. Jerry Jones is not getting any younger, okay? 
<laughs> All right. You know, I, I feel like, I mean, if I'm on the back nine, Jerry's on the back three. All right. If he wants to win a Super Bowl, he needs to get Jason Garrett out and get somebody else in. This team has too much talent to be this bad. You know what's going I digress. You know what's going to happen, and this is going to be hilarious, is that, you know, the, the Cowboys will win the division, somehow yeah. pull it together in the playoffs, and get, like, to the NFC Championship no, game. And like, no. and, like, offer just enough hope for Jason Garrett to come back for another year. That's bound to happen. That's what's going why, to happen. Why do you got to hurt me? I thought we were friends. Because <laughs> it's just, I mean, this is just how things work. That's it. Uh, anyway, let's start with the Bears and the Lions uh, in Detroit. A an NFC North matchup between two long term rivals. And my first question to you, Fabs, is what is a David Blau? <laughs> I was gonna ask you Blah, the same Blau. thing. Blau. Blah. Blah. David Blah. Blah. David Blah. I have no idea. I, I don't know I how have to have no idea. B-L-O-U-G-H. <laughs> uh he is the Lions third, third string, string quarterback, quarterback yeah. who could potentially be the starter this week because Jeff Driscoll's dealing with a hamstring. Yeah. I, well, man. I mean, if it wasn't hard enough to start Kenny Galladay now, I mean, Marvin, uh, Marvin Jones, I, there's not going to be anybody that you're going to be able to trust. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, Driscoll uh, popped up with that hamstring. Stafford's not coming back anytime soon. Uh, Gosh. You know it's bad. Dude, you may not be able to start any Lions this week. I was I was just about to say, you know it's bad when we're, when we're like wanting Jeff Driscoll to play I know. <laughs> so we can actually have a chance to maybe start any of these dudes. I, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like Scarborough, I mean, like Ugh. maybe a flex starter because the Bears have been bad against the run. But I mean, like, <sighs> I, I this is just it, this, huge. This is, yeah. this is a huge spot for Bears D, right? I mean, they have to just go out. And, and if David. If Driscoll's out, yes. I mean, regardless, they're a top 10 play. Yeah. If da- David Blah, I'm sorry, but if David Blah's out there, uh, then, then, yeah, this is just a huge spot for the Bears. Uh, this game is really gross for fantasy, though. It's I mean, awful, it's right? Really, really gross for fantasy. I like David Montgomery, though. Flex? Uh, no. I mean, yeah. who's the Lions? The touches are always there. It's I know. Just... So, like, I feel like he can get in the end zone against him. He's a flex. I'm not saying he's yeah. top 10. Yeah. The, the running backs, I can kind of make a play for, right? Because we've seen you can sort of run on the Bears a little bit. And both yeah. Scarborough seems to have become the guy there in Detroit. David Montgomery has some opportunities, potentially run the football there for uh, for the Chicago Bears. I mean, ideally, because, you know, you've got Trubisky on one side and blah, blah uh, on the other. Blah. Maybe. Um that both coaches just decide to run the football and this game's over in like two hours. Right? Please? Let's just let's just let this, yeah. Thank you. You know, let's let's have our. It's going to be seventeen to six inevitably. I mean, we can either do it one. We can do it two ways. You can make it seventeen to six and you run the ball on every play and it speeds by, or you can make it the grossest game ever and make it seventeen to six. I mean, I will be probably flipping between you know this game and you know, what the national dog show is usually on right at the same time which is always sort yeah. of what about the thanksgiving watch. day parade the parade as well i heard they, were, they might have to cancel it though yeah There's because be the weather's bad rain yeah yeah grossness up in new york you know and this is an aside i know we're not supposed to be talking about this but whatever um I've become annoyed by the fact that the parade has just become a lot of musical numbers now. Like, I like the balloons, and yeah, I like I the bands yeah, and stuff like too. that. Like, I don't really care about the cast of Mamma I'm Mia. With, I'm with you on that. Right. It's, no. not, it's not Thanksgiving unless I see the Woody Woodpecker float. I right. Mean, come on, man. I want to see that giant balloon. I need that. Whatever. Uh, all right. So, yeah, Matt Patricia did say that Driscoll's hamstring was, quote, pretty sore. Uh, limited tag for the Lions walkthrough. And uh, Patricia did not basically say that Driscoll was going to play or not play. Oh, boy. Yeah, although <laughs> although the, we we have seen a few third string quarterbacks actually do pretty well. The Duck, yeah, yeah, and last year, Nick Mullins, yeah. Well, I'm Nick, not saying that David Blah is going to do anything. Here's the difference: but Nick Mullins played with Kyle Shanahan. I know, right? 
Uh, David Blood. Yeah. Blah. There, there's no Kyle Shanahan Blah. in Detroit right now. I just don't. Yeah. I'm trying to put a good spin on something that looks really You know what's going to happen is Bo Scarborough is going to get like 25 carries. He's going to have 80 yards. Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are going to disappoint us, and we can just move on. <laughs> this guy blah, went to Louisiana. Uh, or no, that was Driscoll that went yeah, to Louisiana. Yeah, Jeff Driscoll went to Louisiana. Tech. Where did uh, where Purdue? He was blah. at Purdue. He went to Purdue. Driscoll was previously at Florida, then he, uh, he had to transfer out his last year. Maybe he's the next Drew Brees. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would tell you. I'm kidding. There has been a uh, there's a long gap between like Purdue quarterbacks that made a mark in the NFL. You went yeah. you went Bob Greasy to Drew Brees. Right. Uh now if you're a Purdue fan, you're hoping you don't have to wait another 30 years mm-hmm. <laughs> to get another productive NFL quarterback. Yeah, I right. don't know. Uh I don't know. Are we done talking about this game? Yeah. Sure. Is there anything else? Sure. Nothing. Okay. Uh Bills at Cowboys. Josh Allen has had a really nice run in the back half of the season. And I know a lot of us saw it, Fabs. You were definitely on top of this, too, because you saw the schedule open up, and there were some things there. And the fact that he can run the football effectively and really yep. is the Bills' goal line back of choice has kept his floor pretty solid. Now, this Cowboy matchup is maybe one of the tougher defenses they've faced in the last month or so. Um, but do you feel like you can still maybe start him this week with any yeah. level of confidence? I, yeah, I mean, I have him on the borderline, QB1, QB2 this week. Uh, and again, the Cowboys, this is not a team that is impenetrable when it comes to quarterback scoring fantasy points. Sam Darnold had almost 20 on us. Kirk Cousins had a strong game against us. Jeff freaking Driscoll had almost 30 against us. So it's not like we that like that quarterbacks can't score against us. And as you mentioned, I, I've said it 100 times. Josh Allen is Cam Newton. This is the guy uh, that, that I feel like we can trust because of his ability to run with the football. Now, I don't know how much I trust John Brown in this game. He's probably playing him as a, as a tour or a flex. Uh, the Cowboys have been tough on wide receivers, so if you have depth, maybe you're going to fade him. Uh, the backs, I mean, Singletary, I guess, is a flex this week. The Cowboys have shown some vulnerability against the run. But in terms of Josh Allen, I mean, like, you know, if you're looking at Josh Allen or, or Carson Wentz or Josh Allen and you know or Nick Foles or somebody like that, or, I mean, for some reason you have Jared Goff in your roster. I don't know why you have that. <laughs> I mean, I'd still be playing Josh Allen. I'd be pretty confident in it, too. I'm with you on that. I think, you know, I think the Cowboys have done a really good job over the last couple of years, actually, uh, against number one receivers. And I think they could definitely slow down John Brown in this game. But Josh Allen, he can, you know, his scrambling ability and his obviously huge red zone role. I know, Marcus, you were talking about this last week. He's basically their their only guy that they look at when they get in close to score. Yep. Um, Yeah, I think Josh Allen's still a very strong QB1. He has five plus fantasy points as a runner, as a runner in four straight games. Yeah. So, I mean... You get I mean, if you're getting just, four or five points from the guy before he even throws a pass, right? You're you're going to be in pretty that good shape. The floor now, solid. let's talk. Let's talk about Dak, okay? Because we talked about this on TV yesterday, right? Um, and and people, are, well, Bills defense. The Bills defense is overrated against quarterbacks. Why they haven't played anybody? Okay, they played Darnold in Week One. That was Darnold was maybe still seeing ghosts at that point. He played. They played Eli in Week Two. They played Dalton in Week Three. They played Brady in Week Four. And Brady's not an elite fantasy quarterback. I don't care what you say. He's the greatest quarterback of all time in fantasy. He's not good anymore. He's just not. And he's got a history of being really bad in Buffalo. Then he played Marcus Mariota. Stinks. Then Ryan Fitzpatrick was the QB ten in a revenge game. Then he had the, they had the the Eagles and Carson Wentz, not an elite fantasy quarterback. Then they had Dwayne Haskins, awful. Then they had Baker Mayfield, QB 13 that week. And then they had Fitzpatrick again and Brandon Allen last week. Start Dak Prescott with confidence. 
Anybody? I mean, anybody? I, I, I hear the words that you are saying. Anybody? I, I don't make sense. I hear the words that you are saying. Dak's going to be fine. I still feel like their corners can lock down on people. Yeah. Dak's going to be fine. And, and I, Dak's going to run with it just like Josh Allen. I just can. think it's going to be an average game for Dak. I, I'm with you on that, too. I, you know, Tredavious White is going to shadow Amari Cooper. Uh, the Bills are very good against slot, uh, slot receivers. I think over the yep, last eight very weeks, good. over the last eight weeks, they're number two. And fantasy points allowed. They've given him the second fewest fantasy points allowed to slot receivers. So Randall Cobb, even though he's been white hot recently, mm-hmm. uh, especially in PPR leagues, Cobb's been a great, pretty good receiver three. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bills have been really tough against the slot, really tough against tight ends. You can run on them, though. And I think this is just a really good spot for Zeke at home. Seven point favorites. Zeke's getting all the touches here. And, and I think we can expect a, a pretty good game. From Zeke, but I, I'm, I'm with you on Dak. I'd, I'd expect more like 18 to 22 fantasy points. Yeah, which not, is not the which is which, no, no, no. I'm not expecting him to have a huge game, but I mean, right. I would be shocked if he didn't have 18. I'm also saying I think the Bills' defense is freaking awesome. I hear you that they haven't played very good, like very good quarterbacks this year, and and that's for sure. But at the same time, this defense is extremely talented. Um, so you mentioned Zeke, right? How are we feeling about Tony Pollard? Who's getting, I mean, he's not getting a ton of snaps necessarily, but when he's on the yeah. field, they're giving him the football. Yeah, he is. And, and, you know, they've only given him like a couple of touches, but the last couple of weeks has been really interesting. They've used him a bit more in the passing game. He's got four targets now in back-to-back games. And if you're playing in a uh, little daily, little showdown slate, I think Pollard might be a little interesting contrarian play, but he obviously it's pretty thin too. Right. I mean, he, he, he would have to, you know, score obviously rip off a big touchdown or uh, have a big play to, to really pay off. What are we thinking about Amari Cooper? Because yeah. he's got two straight stinkers. Uh, Darius Slay held him in check last week. Of course, uh, Gilmore held him in check, uh, had one catch that was brought back because of a penalty and another one that was almost a catch, but wasn't unfortunately because it killed the drive that the Cowboys may have potentially came back on. Uh, still bitter about that. But now you've got Tredavious. And then the following week, you've got Bears at Soldier Field. And then the following week, you've got Jalen Ramsey. What are we thinking about Cooper? I think this is a really good spot for Michael Gallup. That's where, I, that's where I'm going with it. Uh, Graham, Barfield just, Graham Barfield just told you to sit Amari. I mean, yeah, here's that's where I'm going with the, it. Man. I guess if there's an upside, it's that Amari's not on the injury report right right now. Right. Um, you know, the last couple of weeks he's obviously been dealing with something. I'm I'm playing Amari because this is he only needs like one. The ceiling is or, too high. Yeah, man. the ceiling is just it's too high. He needs one play where he can absolutely you know uh, change your week. In fantasy, and we've seen him do that plenty of times. And Tredavious White, we have obviously a lot of respect for him. Uh, but but Amari Cooper is a world-class route runner, and uh, he, he just needs one play to get loose. Right. Uh, by the way, we're talking about all these receivers. We're just going to ignore the fact that this is a Cole Beasley revenge game. <laughs> oh, my God. It is a Cole Beasley revenge wow, game. Wow, you're week. right. Cole yeah. Beasley is like the wide receiver 30 right now, isn't he? He's, you know, he's been pretty good. And it's funny because I sort of liked him coming into the season as kind of a sleeper right, target. Yeah. And it yep. took a while for this to kind of come around. But the last few weeks... I mean, we saw it a lot in the preseason, right? Josh Allen was hitting Cole Beasley on a lot of these short routes in the preseason, and it just never materialized in the regular season. But for the last three or four weeks, it's actually starting to happen a little bit. Yep. And this is, I know that I know that Beasley is apparently downplaying this, but this is a revenge game, man. It is, dude. And you know Beasley wants to beat the Cowboys. Going I mean, back to no Dallas on Thanksgiving that. Day. Yeah, dude. It's a huge spot for him. He might jump into the Salvation Army tub if he knows, <laughs> right? Uh, last little bit on this game. Um, Devin Singletary versus Frank Gore. Uh, Singletary is the guy getting the carries. He's the guy getting most of the yards. But if there's an actual running back that gets the touches near the goal line, it's Frank Gore. I mean, how are we? How are we? How are we reconciling this right now? 
Singletary just has no touchdown ups. I know. Really. It's I Josh. Know. If it's not Frank Gore, it's Josh Allen. Right. You know, they're, yeah. they're throwing the ball heavily to John Brown, too, in the red zone. They'll get the ball to their tight ends in the red zone. It's just, you know, unless Singletary rips off a big gain for a touchdown, it's it's unlikely he's going to have a huge ceiling in this he, game. He's a flex. That's kind of what he's been. Yeah. You know, he's a flex because he, he's getting enough opportunities where he, he could be relatively productive, but he's never going to have that big giant, you know, sort of bust out game uh, where he's going to give you 25 points because the opportunities near the goal line, as you mentioned, are not going to be there. And Frank Gore, who Marcus will, he will live forever, exactly continues to, you know, vulture enough touches where Singletary's ceiling remains low. I feel like Frank Gore is is at least trying to play long enough for his kid to make it to the NFL. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Is his kid in college? Uh, I believe so. Is he yeah. going to the U, maybe? Uh, you know what? He was, yeah, I, I think he might be at the U right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he's at, he's, no, he's at FAU. He's at FAU. Yeah, oh, he's at go. FAU. So he's in Florida. Florida. Atlantic. So okay. he's yeah. in Florida. Um, I do. I feel, like, I feel like he is trying to, like, just hang on in the league long enough for his son to be in the league and they can make play yeah. you know, against each other or with each other or yep. something. Gore's right up the road. Like the Griffies. Gore's, right. Gore's son is right up the road from the U, so it's the same geography. So, yeah, same, you know, same area. Same wait, wait, area. Florida Atlantic? Florida Atlantic's broken. Now, that's, that's, where, that's where Singletary went, right? Yep, it is. Yes. The Owls. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. FAU yeah. Owls. Yeah. I almost went to college there. And did then, you? No. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I did. I visited, and I, that was not. I feel like Owl is a weird mascot. Is like, I mean, you know you're, you're, that, that doesn't elicit any fear in an opponent. I've always an wondered. Owl. I've always wondered an owl is a pet. I think they're badass. No, they're cool, but like <laughs> a mascot. Well, my college mascot ended up being the Ospreys because I went to the University of North Florida well, that, in Jacksonville. That, that, and that is the least, the yeah. least. That's the like least a, intimidating. It's like that scrawny, long leg bird, right? Go to the basketball games, and we I mean, would we would swoop. That we would swoop yeah. on our opponents because that's all Ospreys do is they swoop in the University of on Hawaii. their prey. The University of Hawaii is the rainbows. So uh, at least it's a rainbow. It makes happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's not very intimidating. Though. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, all right. the, oh, well, I mean, isn't there an anteater? Uh, yes. Irvine. And a banana slug. You, I don't even you know see, what you the hell see that Santa is. Cruz. It is the official state mollusk of California. There you go. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whittier College is the poets anyway. <laughs> what? Yeah. The Poets? The Poets. It's a small liberal arts college just east of Los Angeles. Hmm. Uh, Do they have sports? Uh, I think they have, like, smaller sports. They don't have football or anything like that. <laughs> I'm just laughing. I'm just thinking about the Poets playing, like, some intramural hockey or yeah. something like In fact, that. You know what? I should take this back. They used to have football. I don't know if they still do. I know that because former U.S. President Richard Nixon went to Whittier College and was a was a backup. Like, the, a backup. The Poets. Backup, like, offensive lineman or defensive mm. lineman. Maybe we can get the Poets to play the Owls. The Poets football team, right? <laughs> So. And least intimidating mascot matchup of all time. This has been Mascot Talk on the Fantasy Football <laughs> Podcast. Uh, last, <laughs> last Thanksgiving Day game for you, Saints at Falcons. Uh, one one question. Any Saints that you wouldn't start nope. in this game? Because, look, we spent two weeks thinking, oh, maybe the Falcons have figured it out on defense. Yeah. Nope, that wasn't the case. Uh, they got shredded by Jameis and the Bucks. So at this point, are there any Saints, any Saints that you wouldn't consider starting? Well, I mean, outside of the obvious guys, no. I, I'm starting. I mean, it's I like, mean, you know, I'm, I'm starting Thomas, Camara, I mean, Latavius. Like, maybe standalone flex, depending on the size of your league. Uh, Jared Cook is a great start. The Saints' defense is a really good start this week as well. Will Lutz is always a good start. See, I went kicker there. I mean, I don't know if I'm playing, you know, Traquan or Ted Ginn. Yeah. Right. Those guys but, are I mean, always like the big fast. name guys, yeah. Ginn and no doubt. are always pretty But the bigger question, fast. Mark, is, is Atlanta because they have burned us 
a lot lately, unless you have Calvin Ridley. Uh, the running backs situation has been a mess. Maybe Freeman comes back, and, and if he does, he's he's an RB2 flex based on the fact that, you know, he probably catch five balls out of the backfield, mm-hmm. especially if Julio Jones isn't going to play. I don't trust Matt Ryan. We've already gone in that direction. Uh, I like Ridley, though. I like Ridley. I know he didn't have a great game against the Saints a couple of week, a few weeks ago, but last year he had four touchdowns against him, and he's just hot right now. Mm-hmm. He, he is playing at a high level right now. Um, anybody, what about Russell Gage? What are we thinking about him? Yeah. I mean, I've seen people like kind of stumping for Russell Gage. It's, like, just, it's just thin. It's right. just, you know, if you're in PPR and you're just absolutely desperate for, for a receiver, he's fine. But, I mean, if you're playing Russell Gage in the final week of the fantasy season and you're relying on him, you're probably not going to make the playoffs. And also, I mean, we spent... We spent a good portion of this podcast sort of railing against Matt Ryan I, and his ability to get I, football out. I have a I have a, a different take on Matt Ryan. I think I'm going to go back to him as a QB one this week. And, okay, and here's why. Week seven, um, you're going contrarian because that's what's been going on. Yeah, no, I mean week seven uh, kind of started this whole downtrend of Ryan. I mean he had like six straight games of 300 plus yards, right? Right. Uh, then week seven they get destroyed by the Rams and Ryan gets hurt in that game. He misses a week. Then they have their bye. They come out of their bye and surprisingly play extremely well on the road against the Saints in a game that they didn't really have to throw the ball very much. Uh, then the very next week to play the Panthers, uh, Matt Ryan throws for 300 yards on only 31 pass attempts in a game that they again smashed win 29 to three, but he only had one touchdown. And then this past week, it was just a bad game. I mean, he just played poorly. The Falcons, you know, had a decent first quarter, then just completely fell apart and their, their defense got smashed. I, you know, Saints defense is obviously a lot better, uh, but if Marshawn Lattimore does not play again, this would be his third straight missed game with a hamstring injury. I think Matt Ryan is a really solid QB one. I just I can't trust him. The offensive line has got issues. I, I can't trust him. I, I can't do it, man. I, he may go out and have twenty five. I, trust issues. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I, you know, I know there's some pretty good streamers out there this week, like Darnold, like Foles. We like Foles quite a bit. And even Carson Wentz is basically a streamer now. I think he's been dropped in enough leagues. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to give Ryan one more week because the Falcons are going to be trailing in this game, most likely All right. at home. And that's the argument let, I can make for him. Let, let's let's play the game, Graham. I, I'm into it. Let's play the game. Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins? Ryan, for sure. Uh, yeah. Really? Against yeah. Seattle? Yeah, for sure. Wow, I, for sure. I, I Kirk Cousins, I Kirk Cousins disagree. on the road in prime time. Yeah, yeah Matt Ryan. Yeah, I, no, yeah I, Matt Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> if I remember correctly, Kirk Cousins was on prime time against the Cowboys uh, and crushed us. Look, so I, I'm a Kirk Cousins stan. I, I'm a huge Kirk Cousins stan. He's Seattle's, playing extremely the, well. Seattle's pass defense is not good. No, they're not. But at the same time, the Vikings love to run the ball. You know, Kirk Cousins is always liable to have like an efficient twenty. And he might get Adam Thielen back. I don't know, man. I like Cousins better than Ryan. This week. All right, Josh Allen or Ryan. Ryan. Wow. Wow. Sam yeah. Darnold or Ryan? Ryan. Jameis Winston or Ryan? Jameis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I disagree with you on every single one. <laughs> I think I think the, only, single the, one. the Kyle, one that's Kyle, really close Kyler is Josh. Murray, Kyler Murray or the Ryan? The one that's really close is Josh Allen. That one's really Carson close. Carson Wentz or Ryan? Ryan for sure. I, I don't know about Kyler. Wow. Kyler's really close. Hmm. Josh Allen and Matt Ryan's really, really close because I think Josh Allen could throw like three picks in this game, but also have like, you know, obviously have 40 yards and, and a touchdown on the ground. I like Ryan. I don't know, man. I, I'm into Matt Ryan I'm, this week. Look, I'm, I'm digging it, man. I'm I, into Matt Ryan. I, I dig it. That's uh, huh. <laughs> you, no, you, you don't like, sound like you dig it. No, no, no. I, I mean, it's just food <laughs> for thought, right? Because, I mean, my thing was like, because I think a lot of people, uh, you know, I know that, you know, on, on Fantasy Live, Adam Rank sort of rage dropped Matt Ryan. I know a lot of people are sort of at that point. Like, I'm kind I of. I get that. I'm I almost that at that too. point, too. So it's like, Graham saying this is like, huh. 
all right, let me stop and like, you know, it, look, take it's a just, deep breath. It's just been a few weird weeks for them. He got hurt and then they had their bye. He missed a game. You know, they beat the Saints, beat the Panthers. But I, mean, but I mean, he, he, he has done nothing, though. I mean, last I mean, week against the Buccaneers, he did nothing. That's just. But, but again, this again, it's been such a strange season that you wouldn't right. be surprised if he goes out and has a good game against the Saints. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, man. And if Julio's not playing, hell no. If Julio doesn't play, then I would definitely go with everybody. I said with Josh Allen and uh, and Kyler and and uh, pro- probably Wentz over Ryan and Winston. That, that would be pretty big. And Cousins. Yeah, because Ridley would. Just- you know, you know, Kirk Cousins has, has been playing at an MVP level for yeah. most of the season after that slow start where they just ran the ball all the time. Yeah, Kirk- they're still running the ball a ton, though. But Kirk Cousins is still succeeding. Let's yeah. wait. Let's look at Kirk Cousins' numbers real quick. MVP that no one's watching. Kirk Cousins, a memoir. But 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 I mean, <laughs> like, but, I mean like, I, I, I'm I'm telling the truth though, right? I mean, like he's he's he had has, he, he has had over twenty points. And he's had over 19 points in every game but one since week five. In that one game, he had a high completion percentage against the Redskins. It was 285 yards. He didn't have a yeah. touchdown. Yep. He has played great. Denver's defense was tough on quarterbacks. 22 points. Cowboys, almost 20. Kansas City, 21. I'm going to say a thing. He's not playing against I'm crap going, teams. I'm going to say a thing that in the presence of two Yankee fans. Oh, boy. Is going to draw like howls probably. You ready, Ed? Kirk Cousins is Andy Pettit. <laughs> a dude, Andy Pettit. A dude being Andy dragged Pettit along. Was one of the greatest postseason pitchers of all time. A dude being dragged along by better talent around him. A guy who's fine. I, 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 I got to leave. A guy who's leave. fine being leave. dragged along by better take. talent around him. Eddie, I got to leave. Very good I gotta, take. The guy was one of the best postseason pitchers of all time. Pettit, yeah. that's... <laughs> That's the only thing is that he was just very clutch. He won in the postseason. If any Pettit only won in the regular season, then I would say it's probably accurate. And but but <laughs> that being said, the Vikings have a good squad on paper. If, if Cousins leads them to the playoffs this year, then I don't know. Then maybe I'm, I'm okay with that. Because <laughs> on paper they have prop, you could argue a top roster or the top roster. So I mean, we'll see what happens in. And uh, Andy January. Pettit, what was the what was the year, uh, Eddie? That he should have won the Cy Young. I think right. He he had, he had like I got to look at his numbers though. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he had one year. He had like 21 wins. I want to say yeah, 21 wins, 1996. And I I think it was like it was the who the hell was that Blue Jays pitcher? I think that won it, Pat Henkin or somebody like that. I can't remember. Now I got to look it up. How dare you? See, I, I knew I knew that was just gonna blow up his whole day. Um, all right, while you do that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, as we as we wrap up this show, I just it is Thanksgiving, so I just want to take yes, some time. Yes, Pat Henkin. I just want to take some time. But it was Rob to say to, to just say, look, it's been it's been a wild, crazy year. Uh, it's been an interesting fantasy season, and I'm just thankful for all you folks out there who actually listen to this podcast on a regular basis. Um, for sure, know, who respond to us, who yeah. interact with us, because um, really we couldn't do this without you guys. So uh, I'm just thankful for all of you, and I appreciate you all. And um, yeah, and I appreciate you guys here too, Mike and and Graham and, and Eddie. You've never called me Mike before. I know, right? Ever. I know. Ever. It's uh, it's weird. Uh, don't, don't, I appreciate don't let it go you to your guys head. too, even though you're Andy Pettit. <laughs> and I, this is—it's been a lot of fun working with you guys, and uh, to continue work with you guys for for years and years, hopefully to yeah. come. It's been great. I, I feel like we're signing Eddie. off on something right now. No, are we, are no, we, no, no. We're giving no, we're giving our thoughts on uh, what we're thankful for. Oh, okay. We're right, thankful right, for right, right, working right. together. We're thankful to be, <laughs> uh, you know, able to talk about fake football for a living. And, uh, you know, I know you guys are not thankful to hear me whining and bitching and moaning about the Yankees and the Cowboys, but I do appreciate and I'm thankful that you deal with it. So, yeah. 
That's it. Um, I'll be thankful when Kirk Cousins has 25 points on Monday night, too. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that happens. I'll be thankful not eating my cranberry sauce this week, too. Oh, you guys are crazy. Oh, <laughs> you guys are crazy. <laughs> it's fine. You just mix it in with some stuffing, and it's all great. Well, no, that's... I love, yeah, dude, I, that's I love Eddie's awesome. take. I love Eddie's take of the cranberry sauce. It's just something you just kind of stare at on the table. I it's just no, there. It's no. there. It gets kind of like decoration, make, basically. You got to make decoration. it homemade. You make it homemade with the whole cranberries. <laughs> I'm telling you. And I like cranberries. It'll change your world on Thanksgiving. That's fine. It's fine. And typically, like, mac you don't cheese, have... Mac you and cheese is also good. When is the, but, like, when do you have cranberry sauce? Thanksgiving. You have mac and never, cheese every day. I never have it. Every day. You, you can have it. I mean, they sell it all year. You yeah. can have it whenever you want. But, I mean, it's it's like, you and know, people just, make fun of me for occasionally having a ginger ale. You only have ginger ale when you're on a plane, right? No. Well, or with they, whiskey. They actually do... <laughs> they actually do what? Or with whiskey. Yeah, with, I, I, don't, I, I don't drink alcohol. Also, like, when you have, also, when you have the Eddie, stomach yeah. flu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that why you're here? Uh, when your stomach is like a little bit rumbly, yeah, you uh, you know, you got he got got a little whiskey you in got there. A little uh, no, I just some ginger ale. Oh, I thought you were drinking whiskey. <laughs> no, that, that probably doesn't I help it. Know that. Just a little too early. Stomach, bug. a little too early for that. It was, yeah. was like you know it's healed by ale. whiskey. Yeah, no ginger ale that will help. But I learn new things every day from Marcus. So. There you go. All right, I think that's it. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We have, uh, we have rambled. And- we'll see you on Friday. We, uh, we appreciate you, as always, downloading and listening. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, Thanksgiving dinner can be consumed in 12 minutes. Halftime is 12 minutes. This is not a coincidence. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you on Friday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, Tanner girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at zerofoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, 
and timeless. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.